T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Maggie and Perloff from Radio Row is sponsored by Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds, the protein-packed snack that's bold as you are. Be big, be bold, be adventurous. Look for them in the snack aisle at your local grocer. It is Maggie and Perloff here at Radio Row in Phoenix, Arizona, and it's been a really fun show so far. Let's have a little more fun because we've had a lot of very um, overconfident Eagles fans, one particularly yeah. co-host the show <laughs> and we need a little dose of reality and that's why we're so excited to welcome Elliot Shore Parks he's WIP's Eagles insider and Elliot you have to bring a little like neutrality to this yeah, conversation I'll try you do this for a living Perloff is a fan <laughs> and does this for Wait, a living can I tell you <laughs> really quick Elliot story Maggie sure. I think was Elliot there the day we did a fake rehearsal for our show before yeah. we signed yeah. and you were there and I pulled you aside I said, I've been listening and watching you. You're way too high on Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator of the Eagles. <laughs> and you're like, he's the real deal. You wait. I'm like, come on. This Derek Carr just completed 20 passes in a row. I was wrong. You were right. <laughs> well, I would like to hear that it started an interview. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, look, here's what I would say about your confidence. It's well-earned. The Eagles have earned the right for people to believe in them. They've dominated a lot of games this year. They're a great team. They're great on the line. So if you think the Eagles are going to win, there's absolutely a rational, a rational reason for that. I just think when I look at it, people are undervaluing how good this Chiefs team is. When you look at football games and how you pick them, right, I think there's a few things that you can look at receivers, you know, corners, all those things matter. But ultimately it comes down to a couple things. It comes down to the head coach, the quarterback, and the line play, right? The Chiefs have the better head coach, they have the better quarterback, and I think they have the better pass-blocking offensive line. And while the, Chief, the uh, Eagles have the better defensive line, the Chiefs' defensive line is really good too. So the Eagles have advantages on the outside, but games are decided on the inside, and I think that's where the Chiefs have the advantage. Peter King today in Football Morning America said the Eagles might have the greatest offensive line in, in history. Was that the line, Maggie? I mean, close to that. Um, and wow. now we're understanding the Chiefs have a better pass block. Well, line. when you look at the stats, I mean, they have the best pass block win rate in the NFL this year. Uh, if you look at sacks allowed, the Chiefs, I believe, are second in the league and the Eagles are close to 20th. Now, that's not always the offensive line. The quarterback's involved in that. But the Eagles are a better run-blocking offensive line than they are a pass-blocking offensive line. If you look at their line, Lane Johnson is an unbelievable tackle. He might be the best pass-blocking tackle in the league. Jordan Mylott is a very good player. Uh, I think he's been a little up and down this year. Landon Dickerson, up and down as well. So I think they're a good pass-blocking offensive line, but the Chiefs, again, are the best pass-blocking offensive line in the league statistically. And when the Eagles, the way the Eagles have won this year, and I mean, you, you know because you watch the games, is they dominate with their defensive line. They overwhelm people. They get up 14 points. They, they, they're able to pin their ears back and rush on third down. 
I don't know if they, will, if they will be able to do that against the Chiefs because when you look at the Chiefs, they don't make mistakes. They're not penalized. They're very, very rarely in third and long situations. The Eagles are used to living in third and long. So I think the Chiefs are going to force the Eagles to play a game that they're not used to playing. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, you mentioned about the Chiefs don't make a lot of mistakes. That's why the bizarro fumble where Mahomes basically, yeah. like the ball just came out of his hands. We're like, we never see something like that. Yeah, I mean, one of the craziest things to me is, you know, from afar, when you think of Mahomes, I sometimes think of him as a reckless passer. Because of his arm, he's willing to take chances. Hurts, on the other hand, is very conservative with the ball. I could probably count on two hands the amount of interceptable passes he threw this year. But if you look at turnover-worthy plays, they're exactly the same in percentage. So Mahomes throws it way more. He makes, in my opinion, probably more difficult throws. But he's just as safe with the ball. So, again, the Eagles like to create turnovers. They like to, uh, you know, really bring the pressure on third down. It's going to be tough to do against this Chiefs offense. Well, you know, one game where Mahomes was really bad was the Super Bowl two years ago mm -hmm. against the Bucks because two tackles got hurt. Now, it's a different set of injuries, but they have real injuries in KC. Now, there seems to be this idea that two weeks will heal everybody, but Mahomes is hurt, the receivers are hurt, Kelsey's been dealing with something. Legereus Sneed, one yeah, of their best corners. So that would be the concern for me. The other yeah. injuries I'm not that concerned about. At the end of the day, look, if Juju Smith-Schuster, he's probably their best receiver. Ultimately, they don't move the ball because of their receivers. They move the ball because of Mahomes and the scheming by the offense, right? So when I look at who's going to play receiver, doesn't really matter to me because Eagles corners are better than all of them anyway. Where I do think it matters is if Snead doesn't play because Snead is their best corner and the other two corners that they have are rookies. So I think that, you know, the Chiefs secondary, for as much as the defense gets ripped, they finished the year, I believe, fourth in the league in yards allowed per pass attempt. So they actually ended up having a very good secondary. So if Snead doesn't play, that could be a big deal. But I bet he will play. We're talking with Elliot Shore Parks. He's a Eagles insider for WIP, which is obviously the massive radio station yeah. that's in Philadelphia. Okay, away from the X's and O's for a moment. If things play out like you say, and you think the Chiefs are going to win this game, what's the reaction in Philly? So I think the reaction will, of course, be disappointment. You know, if anytime your team loses the Super Bowl, it's fair to be disappointed. But are you going up the grease poles <laughs> in anger? Well, yeah. I don't think they should. I really don't. I think that, you know, in a, to a certain degree, the outcome of this game shouldn't impact how Eagles fans view this season. This season is a huge success. They found their franchise quarterback. They're in the Super Bowl. There is no shame in losing to the Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl. It doesn't change what this season was. It doesn't change what the future is. Had they lost to the Giants? Had they lost to the Niners? Yeah, then we're having that discussion. But I think Eagles fans right now should feel extremely proud of this team, extremely optimistic about the future, and I don't think the results of Sunday should change that. Elliot, what about some of the changes that could be coming? Jerry Jones called this all-in. The Eagles team And he's wrong in, about that. Like the Rams. Yeah. yeah, but you could make an argument. Listen, Kelsey's older, Lane Johnson's older, all the free agents coming up. Mm -hmm that next year this team is not going to be in as good a position. What do you say to that? I, I disagree. I think they have the brightest future of any team in the league. When you talk about the fact that they have the 10th overall pick and they're playing in the Super Bowl, that's extremely unique. They have a quarterback that's closer to 24 than 25. They're going to have around 30 or $40 million in cap space, and now they're going to have to sign Jalen Hurts. But if there's any team in the league that knows how to make cap-friendly mm -hmm. deals, it's the Eagles. And so are they old at certain spots? Yes, at center they are. But they drafted a center in the second round last year. Uh, they're, again, their quarterback's young. Their receivers are young. I mean, they are, they, a lot of their defensive linemen are young. I think when you have a, a foundation of Jeffrey Lurie, Howie Roseman, you're always going to be competitive. And there's so much talent on this roster. I would be stunned if they weren't, you know, if not back in the Super Bowl next year, right in contention wow. to make it. It does, it does it look like now Shane Steichen looks like he's probably going to be staying and – 
I, well, the a, offensive yeah. coordinator. And the reason why I bring that up is because when the Eagles really started to take off last year is when Nick Sirianni, the head coach, stopped play yeah. calling mm-hmm. and Shane Steichen took over, and that allowed Sirianni just to kind of focus on the strategy of the game. And to be fair, like the Eagles got a lot better. Yeah. And so maybe that's the formula for the future, but if Steichen gets poached for one of these head coaching jobs, then it looks like Sirianni pressed to call plays again. Yeah, or they have to find someone else to do it. I mean, Nick, Nick will tell A lot tell, of people looking for an offensive coordinator yeah, these days. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Nick will tell you that he thinks not calling plays made him a better head coach. And I think there's a lot of truth to it. One thing you'll see from the Eagles on Sunday, presumably, is they don't uh, they don't make a lot of silly mistakes. They're a fundamentally strong team. They're, they're quick to the line of scrimmage. They don't waste challenges or timeouts. And that's because Nick is able to focus on thing, those things by not calling plays. Now, if they lose Shane, that is going to be a big loss because ultimately – all that matters in the NFL when it comes to winning is offense. We can talk about defense. The best offense is win. So if the Eagles are going to be in contention next year, the offense is going to be have to be what it is this year, and that's going to be difficult if Shane's gone. So talk to me about Reed versus Sirianni. You say Reed and Bienemy and Spagnuolo, they have an advantage. I mean, I think you. I think a lot of people think when you look at the whole coaching staff that the Eagles are right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think there's truth. Look, I mean, with with what Andy has accomplished, I think it would be silly to say Sirianni's a better head coach. I mean, Andy's one of the best head coaches of all time. I think he deserves consideration for the best head coach of all time when you consider what he's accomplished. So, but in this specific game, I think there's it's close. I mean, Sirianni has gotten a lot out of what his roster is. I think there's a misconception with Nick that he's just along for the ride. I think it's a lot harder to take a great roster and make them a great team than it is to take a bad roster and make them average, right? So Nick has made this team into a team that is in the Super Bowl. And ultimately, Andy is a great coach. I think Nick's a great coach. I would lean Chiefs, but I, you know, you started this by saying I was right about Gannon. Gannon's a good coach, too. I got a hot take for you, and I know this. I, I love those. So, yeah. I, I know this is going to make me unpopular, not just in Philadelphia, but mm-hmm. in a lot of other places. And it's going to make me sound like a curmudgeon. Yeah. And it's going to make me sound like uh, I've got a black heart. Well, I'm super excited for this take now. I mean, yeah, yeah, that's a you, you that's really a good tease it. Yeah. I don't think his kids should be up there on the podium after they play games. I don't know. I don't Andy, think. You talking I, about? I, Nick's I'm talking kids. about Nick Sirianni. Okay, yeah. I'm talking about any professional okay, all right. athlete. All professional athletes, like. Your kids are cute. They're all cute. We both have kids. They're cute. Mm -hmm. Kids are naturally cute. We can see your kids a lot of different ways, down on the field, confetti. I'm not saying that kids shouldn't be a part of this, but to be up there in the press conference after a game, to me, no. I don't know. These are reporters trying to do their job, number one. And two, it's like we have plenty of time to see your kids. They don't have to be sitting up there. So I, I would disagree with that respectfully. I mean, I get your point about, you know, bringing them up in, I guess, a work environment. But I also know, like, when I was younger, I loved going to work with my parents. And yeah. I think that, you know, when you're a kid that has a head coach, uh, you know, or it's that busy at, at work, it's fun to do those things. So I, I think one thing about Sirianni that makes him a special head coach is he is really, really good at relationships. And I think part of that is because he's a family guy. So I, I do think I, I, I'm fine with it. Did you, have, did you have an issue when he botched that opening uh, press conference? Did it make you nervous? That, oh, boy, this guy's going to maybe <laughs> no, not work out as the Eagles. Was head he talking coach? about was, fertilizer? Yeah, yeah. Sirianni yeah. had a really bad first press conference. Yeah, people were very, media. very nervous about that. And yeah. it's interesting because, I mean, we're here at the Super Bowl on tonight's media night, and this will probably be the first time he's going to go into that 
big of an audience mm. since that introductory press conference. So this will be a chance for everybody to see a different Nick. Um, ultimately, it didn't change how I viewed the hire. It was not a great press conference. Nick will tell you that. He uses it as a teaching point for the mm. players about overcoming mistakes. So, yeah, it was really bad for sure. But, uh, no, it didn't change how I how I viewed Nick. And he's turned into a, a really good leader and really good at press conference. That's, okay. that's interesting. He uses his own foible yeah. at the press conference to yeah. – to show guys that you can recover from something. That's interesting. Yeah, he makes fun of himself for yeah, sure he should. on that one. All right, Elliot, I haven't filled out your question. Right. So you're very honest. You go on the radio, WIP. Yes. And you might, you know, you might not pick the Eagles this time. What's the local reaction? You just do you get killed? Because I got to me you, not picking the Eagles. Yeah, six, <laughs> if that happened, sixteen-year-old Andrew Perloff would have called in very to Gary Cobb <laughs> and say, "Dude." Get this guy off the air. What's he doing? <laughs> well, first of all, I interned with G Cobb, so I, yeah, I like I, mean, I like the name reference there. Uh, no, I mean, look, I I was just on WIP saying why I think the Chiefs uh, are probably going to win this game. People are not happy, but I also think what's great about working in Philadelphia and what's great about covering the Eagles is fans love to talk about the team. So even though I'm saying I think they're 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 probably going to lose this game. I think people like to hear why. They like to discuss it. Yes, they might get a little heated about it for sure, but Eagles fans are smart. Eagles fans know this is a great Chiefs team. So I appreciate the confidence, yeah. and I know you're going into it confident, but yeah. the Chiefs are really good. No, you're, you're all wrong about all Eagles fans that I speak for them. You're a jerk. <laughs> you're a jerk. Get off our set. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, that's just yeah. my Twitter mentions. Yeah, 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 yeah. On air, it's a little nicer. Oh, okay. All of our Twitter mentions. Elliot Shore Parks, thank you so, so much for doing this. Thank bringing us a little Eagles insider perspective, yeah. but, you know, not biased. And I, I, I do agree with the take that you should eat all dinner in front of the TV. It's the only place to do it. Oh, yeah. 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 Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Like, you have I to mean, pick your, rooms, you pick your yeah. meal around the, what you're watching often, like, let alone yeah, what, right. are we, what are we doing at the if dining room table? If it's a snack, table? you really got to go for a TV show. If it's a full meal, maybe a movie. Well, I, Nothing worse than when you make a great meal and you sit down and you don't know what you're going to watch. I know. Wait, it's just <laughs> complete devastation for, like, ten minutes. Question, though. You, you recently got married, I recall. Yes, yeah. So do you and your wife have to watch together during dinner, or is it separate? So it's actually interesting you brought this up. Sometimes she will watch shows when I'm on the road that we're watching together. She's done it once mm -hmm. or twice. Oh. I know, and I will say to That's really to, testing your vows in, in her, right away. In, in her defense, I am, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm on the road a lot. I'm traveling, but yeah. So I think in general, yes. When we when we're making meals, we're home. We're like, okay, let's decide what we're watching first before we even decide what we're making, wow. before we're getting ready, because. Look, that's the whole fun of eating. It's You're just like, something. well, it's going to be spaghetti, so we should probably watch White Lotus. Exactly, or are yeah. We gonna eat? <laughs> like, are we doing dessert? Or, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I am nuts about that. If if my meal is ready and it's halftime of a game, I get really bummed out because I really enjoy watching the actual football game yeah. and eating simultaneously. <laughs> halftime, I'm, halftime, I'm just sitting there flipping around. I'm, I can't focus on my tuna sandwich when I'm that's a, That's a fair take. Yeah. Well, look, hopefully for this Sunday you're happy by halftime and you're uh, enjoying that sandwich. Oh, uh, <laughs> but not according to you. <laughs> <laughs> it would be funny if somehow you can procure a tuna sandwich while you're sitting at the game yeah. <laughs> yeah, in yeah, the yeah. stands. That would oh, be you'll something. be there. I'll be there in the stands. Tuna fish is probably not what you want to order <laughs> from a stadium in general. Not going to make you laugh. No, that. no, that's like getting sushi from an airport. Yeah, not, not going to happen. <laughs> not the move. Elliot, thank you so much. Thank Have you guys. fun covering the game. Uh, and, of course, it is Maggie and Perloff. We are live from Radio Row. We have a really fun week plan. Yes. We're going to get more into that in just a moment. Maybe Perloff reenacting Tom Brady's underwear shoot nope. from today. Nope. There's a lot to unpack still. Got a long way to go in this week. <laughs> a lot of twists and turns. Unless Tom Brady poses in full red long thermal underwear, <laughs> that is not happening.
All right, coming up next, we do have your Cowboys quickie for you in just a moment. Uh, the changes coming to the Cowboys offense, we'll do that in a second. You are listening to Maggie and Perloff. We're across the country on CBS Sports Radio, and we're streaming live, youtube.com slash CBS Sports Radio. Come on in, get involved in the chat, hit subscribe. We're back in a second. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. For the first time ever, stream the Super Bowl for free. Super Bowl 57 on Westwood One is Sunday, February 12th. Catch all the action on the Odyssey app on westwoodonesports.com via Westwood One station streams or by asking Alexa to open Westwood One Sports, all sponsored by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help troubleshoot the cause of your check engine light for free and get you back on the road. Restrictions apply. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Yeah, no, no that's the last anti-Eagles guess we're going to have. I know the Elliott Shores Park <laughs> covers the Eagles, yeah. but I don't want to hear anybody picking the Chiefs. No, I'm totally kidding. Now, obviously, we're doing picks at the end of the week on Friday. The year-long competition comes down to this Friday. Yep. We're neck and neck. And Elliott made a great case for the Chiefs. And I have to be honest, there's a really you could make, if you wanted to, a good case for either team. It's a really down the middle. It should be a competitive Super Bowl, which we, you know, we don't get every year. This feels like it's going to be close. Yeah, we've been treated lately yeah. uh, oh, to re- some really good games. I mean, yeah, the spread on this game is one and a half. Like, yeah. it is go- I think it's going to be a great game. The only thing is I can see where it would become a blowout is if somehow Mahomes gets hurt. If it's oh, yeah, Chad so. Henney, it's going to be lights out. Like, that Ooh, I don't know. Eagles front. Just Chad Henney looked pretty good when he came in against Jacksonville. I, I know, but Jacksonville didn't have any idea what they were doing and just didn't adjust their defense at all. Like, the Eagles won't do that. I don't their know. Their defense I- is too good. I think with Andy Reid coaching and Chad Henney at quarterback, that's similar. Okay. No, I'm serious. He he's not. It's not the same situation as the Niners. He would not just immediately. He knows how to get rid of the ball. He's he, played a lot of football. I know he can, but the Eagles have one of the best pass rushes in the entire NFL against a 37, 38-year-old Chad Henney backup. How long do you think that's going to last? Okay, all right. He if went on wanna... one good drive against Jacksonville. Then he came out of the game. I know, but, but no, he's got a lot. Do you of don't experience. think the longer that that game would have went, that Jacksonville, if no, they, if they I... had just like not done a, you know, played the same defense for Mahomes that they did for Chad Henney? I mean, Chad Henney hasn't played a lot, but no, I, I don't think I think Chad Henney is. is 
pretty good for a backup. He knows that system like the back of his hand. No, I don't think that is like death knell. And same with the Eagles. I don't think Gardner Minshew is a death knell for the Eagles. Not at all. I know he is not as good as Jalen Hurts. But if Hurts gets hurt and Minshew's in that game, no, I don't think that game is over by a long stretch. I mean, oh. this is a team that won with Nick Foles at quarterback, Maggie. <laughs> I understand There's a that, lot but- of, I hate to say it, there's a lot of system going on in both of these teams. And the oh. Eagles don't even want to throw the ball. They just want to run it. And I think the Chiefs, yes, no, obviously Chad Henney's not ideal, but no, that game is not – if the Chiefs are up by seven, say, and Henny has to milk a lead, he, he can do that to I, some extent. I think you're giving too much credit to Chad Henney's, like, zero athleticism. I mean, you're going to have – That's not how you avoid sacks. Tom Brady never got sacked, and he couldn't run away from me. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I mean, you're talking about uh, – how, how old is Henny? 38, 39? What's it? Yeah, that's good. I don't understand. Wait, you want him – Josh Johnson could run like crazy. He's old, too. Josh but Johnson – You do not want a mobile quarterback against – if the Eagles front line gets going, you want a guy who's going to get that ball out of his hands immediately, and that could be Chad Henny. Uh, Josh Johnson left the game with a concussion because a one snap went over his head, and he got hit once. Like, the guys, like, there's just, they can't, it's like he couldn't even protect himself. Josh Johnson was picked up in week nine. Chad <laughs> Henney's been in KC forever. I Chad don't think it matter. Chad Henney has performed under pressure. I, I would not, not that it matters. I mean, Chad Henney is not chop liver, though. I mean, he's had a little bit of success in this league. All right. I mean, Monday we're arguing over backup quarterbacks, but I think that would be the way that this could become a blowout. Obviously, you disagree on that. Oh, a blowout. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. I don't think it's going to be a blowout anyway at all. That that would be the only thing I could see is if Mahomes gets knocked out of the game. Um, okay, so we have to get to Sean Payton, who was introduced as the Denver Broncos head coach today, officially. And he answered a question about Russell Wilson having his personal performance, like, staff. Basically, like, Russell Wilson has kind of got, apparently, like, not his Alex Guerrero, who is like Brady's body guy, but has got his own guys that help him get ready for games. And Peyton was asked if those guys are going to continue in their role. Here's what he said. Okay, two questions there. A, do you think he really was unfamiliar with it? Because you're doing interview after interview, right? Presumably, maybe you've even had a conversation with Russell Wilson before you take this job. Don't you think this would have come up at some point? From who? From Russell or from Peyton? Either side. Like, you're doing seven- and eight-hour interviews. Does it come up at all that, hey, by the way, Russell Wilson's got his own – you're about to become the head coach of the team. By the way, Russell's got his own coach who's in the building. Don't you think that would have come up at some Mm, point? I have no idea. I I don't know. Then maybe you're not asking the right questions, right? Because if I were Sean Payton, I would probably want to know. Like, when I'm asking about what kind of person Russell Wilson is and who I'm going to be working with, I mean, his whole job – is to get Russell Wilson back to being yeah. a good quarterback. Don't, don't you want to know who's around him? I guess so. I mean, my buddy Quincy Avery was Deshaun Watson's coach in Houston. He was allowed in the building. Yeah. And Deshaun had put up killer his best numbers of his life. So I guess it matters who. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea. If Sean Payton's just talking tough, I guess it's more symbolic what he's saying. He's saying Russell Wilson was kowtowed to last year under Nathaniel Hackett. I'm going to be the opposite. Well, and then are you picking a fight? But I don't think Russell First Wilson, off with someone who you're barely – you're just starting to work with them now. Or is that the foot you're going to start out on, which could be guys coming ahead? You know how you know how professional yeah. athletes are. Look at Brady with Alex Guerrero. Well, I mean, that was a big deal 
that Belichick didn't like Guerrero in the building. But also, it was a big deal that Belichick would famously yell at Tom Brady and treat him like another player. Right. And it resulted in six Super Bowls because the rest of the team fed off of that. Yeah. I'm sure that's what Sean Payton's going for. I mean, much like Bill Belichick, he's a Bill Parcells guy. That's true. And he's going to be tough on players. So I, I think that's more setting a tone and saying, I'm going to not give any favors. Russell Wilson's just another player. Yeah. And this was his first chance to do it. I know. The only problem with that, though, is yeah. while that's great yeah. and that, in theory, is good, when it's a player like Russ who has got the contract that he has yeah. and the team has already made this big commitment to him dollars-wise, it can look like eyewash. Like, we all know that Russell Wilson isn't the same as the backup, you know, right tackle. We already know yeah. that he's, uh, It's you know, the other thing that Bills Parcells used to say is, I'm not going to treat everyone the same, but I'm going right. to treat them fairly. Yeah, yeah, he, Lawrence, he'd yell at Phil Simms when Lawrence Taylor screwed up. I, I know <laughs> the Bill Parcells yes. way. But Belichick was tough on Brady. Honestly, as far as the Russell Wilson, yes, he's getting paid and he's different. But Russell Wilson could be gone in a year or two as well. I think Sean's telling Russell, listen, you know, you've been handed, you were handed a lot when you came here. It's going to be different. And the thing is, this is going to sound totally right. I think Russell needs that and kind of wants that. I like think the he, hard coaching? I think he wants to be coached right now. There wasn't the report, not that they spoke, but Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson let it be known that he was in the Peyton. So when he, Russell Wilson said that, he had to know what it meant. I think Russell okay. wants to be coached. There's, but sometimes there's people who think they want something <laughs> until all of a sudden you say, but now your performance guy isn't allowed in the building. And then it's like, wait a minute, what? See, one thing I've learned about professional athletes is that when things like go badly or there's a crossroads, they always revert to what they know right. because they're the 0.001% of the population that's actually talented enough, driven enough, whatever, to do this job. So they're going to re revert back to what got them there. And I think for like preparing for a game, if Russ wants to prepare with this other coach, this performance guy, I, that's different than tough coaching. That's like, now you're messing with my process. And like my mm. process has gotten me to the point where I am right now. Yeah, but I mean, look at last year. Russell Wilson clearly knows last year was not what he wanted. Right. So he wants something different. I, I think that, I think Russ, this could be good for Russ. And I think this is a way to, to start it out. People forget about Sean Payton because he was on Fox smiling on the set. Yeah. He's kind of a tough guy. Yeah, I think he is a tough guy. And I think yeah. this, this is good. I'm psyched if I'm – aren't you happy if you're a Broncos fan? I know you're not happy if you're Russell Wilson. But <laughs> yeah, a Broncos your guy fan, just got thrown out of the building. Aren't you so excited right now for Sean Payton? Oh, my gosh. Well, you are because also so far Russell Wilson hasn't won you over. You know, it's yeah. like, who are you trusting right now? Like, yeah. please, hopefully I'll trust Sean Payton. The he's new like guy. A, he's a life raft, you know, and, like, we are lost at sea with Nathaniel Hackett and Russ together. Um, so just as a point of reference, Sean Payton never said Broncos country, let's uh, ride. I think that's officially dead. Well, we'll see. A few wins, and I'm sure <laughs> Russ will get back to it. No, he's got it. He needs a new tagline. I was There's some Denver media people here at Radio Row. We were talking about the Broncos, and they agree with me. That is a sleeping giant because of all the injured players. It wasn't just the three offensive guys, Tim Patrick, Garrett Bowles, and Javante Williams went down. The defensive guys were not there consistently either. Justin Simmons. They had a really good defense. They had a really good defense, but it could be even better next year. There is a lot of reasons to be excited about that roster. Yes, they gave up a ton of draft capital for Russell Wilson, so it's a small window. But I, I don't know why. They should have a parade in Denver. I don't know where you'd have it. Sean Payton's such a good hire, but the fact that they interviewed other guys made it seem less so. 
man, this is good. I am excited for the Broncos. I think I'm going to wear orange and blue next year. I think they're going to be my <laughs> AFC team. Your manager. AFC team. That's another just bringing it back to the Super Bowl. And I was talking about how I think Patrick Mahomes is feeling a lot of pressure, should be feeling a lot of pressure, you know, because yep. – if he, if anyone's going to catch Brady or be in the conversation with Brady right now, you know, Mahomes of these young quarterbacks maybe has the best chance to do it. And because he's in his third Super Bowl at the year, at the age of 27. But like Brady also just steamrolled the AFC East for 20 years. Yeah. Like that is part of the Brady and Patriots story is that no one else in the division ever put up a fight. That's not what it's going to be like for Mahomes. He, I know the AFC West wasn't exactly gangbusters this yeah. year because the Raiders and the Broncos no-showed. But, I mean, moving forward, you just said it. Broncos could be a sleeping giant. You just saw at least a new offensive coordinator in for the L.A. Chargers. Oh, I don't know how much Kellen Moore is going to change things. Come on. But they're changing things. Oh, and with the yeah. Raiders, what if the Raiders get – get Aaron Rodgers like now you're looking at a division where it's even less of a, of a yeah, sure thing those are two pretty big what-ifs Kellen Moore might be the best coach of all time when half his offense is injured by week 14 let's talk again <laughs> well. or when they blow a 20-point lead in week 17 I mean that's who you're afraid of the Chargers if I was no, avoiding and a division the Broncos and the Raiders no no well we're talking about the Broncos uh, from a Broncos yeah. perspective if you're Sean Bain I don't think you're scared of that division because it's Brandon Staley Josh McDaniels, and those guys have not worked yet. And just as flashy free agent names, you do not win any games in March. Those teams won in March in free agency, and they didn't win. And even Now, Aaron Rodgers is a different factor, but yeah. you can't be excited. When's the last time the Raiders were a threat? When's the last time the Chargers were a threat? The Chiefs are awesome. There's no doubt about it. You have them, but that doesn't mean he's a one consistent team. I think Peyton thinks he's as good as any coach in the league and is not afraid of anyone. No, no, I'm just saying for Mahomes now, it's oh. like it doesn't it, – it's not like when Brady oh, could right. just cruise. Sorry. You know, it, like Brady just never – it was never a oh. doubt if he was going to win the AFC East. And that's, oh, like, that's a part saying. of the Brady no, story. No, no. Okay. It's not the same for Mahomes. Like even if you want to if you want to throw cold water on the Chargers or the Raiders, they're still better than what the Bills and the Dolphins and Jets were throwing at Tom Brady all those years outside of a couple years here and there. Oh, okay. So you're saying from – I'm sorry, I misunderstood. Yeah. From a Chiefs perspective. Yeah, so Mahomes is like – there's even, a lot of pressure to win this Everything Super Bowl. I said about Russell Wilson, multiply it – and the Broncos, <laughs> multiply it by a 1,000 for the Chiefs. Everybody on the Chargers gets hurt every year. The only team that gets more injured is the Broncos. And the Raiders, come on. It's organizational dysfunction in, in Las Vegas. Now, come on. I mean, as – Who's won more divisions? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes wins that division every year of his career. I know, but you just called the Broncos a sleeping giant. Sleeping giant, like win 10 games, oh. Maggie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not threatened for the division. Ah, I see. I think, honestly, I would see it, the Chiefs win that division next year at 13 or 12 wins, and I think the Broncos can realistically get 11 wins. That'd be huge, right? It would be a, a nice turnaround from winning three games this year. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I I've lowered the bar. Except, did I mention I lowered the bar? <laughs> it's a heck of a turnaround. Um, we are across the country on CBS Sports Radio. We're streaming YouTube.com slash CBS Sports Radio, and our chat is lit up. And apparently my my take was not um, not received well, Perloff. Oh, about Nick Sirianni? It's not just about Nick Sirianni. It's about all people in professional sports. Maybe I'll amend the take where I don't think you should have your kids up at the podium. I'm going to amend it. Mm -hmm. You win the Super Bowl. You win the title. You, you know, NBA title. NH, you know, win the Stanley Cup. Whatever that is, then your kids can go on the podium. But, like, regular, either just playoff wins or, mm. like, regular season, kids can't come up there. I didn't like it when Steph Curry brought his kids up there. I didn't like it going back to Jason Kidd brought his kid up on the podium after, like, regular season wins. 
I just think it's like not a place for it. And why? Because you, of these kinda, quote unquote hardworking journalists. No, because you can kind of hide behind it. It's like yeah. no one's going to ask you a tough question in a press conference when you have a three-year-old sitting on your lap. Like there's plenty of yeah. times for the three-year-olds. They can be all in the building, be on the court, all of that. I, I'm not saying no kids allowed, but uh, the chat didn't like that. Well, I, I disagree with you because I think those post-game press conferences are the stupidest thing ever. No coach has ever said a single thing in any of those, except for once in a while we'll get a Jim Mora playoffs. Yeah. Those press conferences are so inane. Might as well break up the kids. Listen, you know, John Chaney can't chase John Calipari yeah. around a room if uh, there's like a four-year-old in there. Well, the team that tormented you forever, what did Bill Belichick, what was the point of a Bill Belichick press conference? He <laughs> might as well, where would you rather have a coach go up there and just ignore every every question, just say on to Cincinnati? Well, I mean, the one line he dropped about uh, Mona Lisa Vito after Deflategate, I mean, it was worth it all for that. And on to Cincinnati has given us, given back a hundredfold. I, I think press conferences, I, I think they serve an important function, but they're so stupid. Bill Belichick press conferences are stupid. Uh, Andy Reid. Yeah. If you ever watch, try and decipher what Andy Reid's actually saying at a <laughs> press conference. Do it. it is the biggest nothing burger that will ever be said. I'm just saying it's. I, I wish that we could just say, all right, if you win the title, your kids can go up there. Until then, keep them in the back of the room. It's Lo fine. Local woman rants about <laughs> press conference. Uh, I believe the term was "get off my lawn." Yes, I, I'm proudly wearing the "get off my lawn." Also, RPC saying in the chat, no amendment. I'm right anyway. Thank you, RPC. Uh, okay, coming up next, we have our debut of a brand new segment. Oh, I'm so excited for We're this. so excited about this and uh, excited to give you guys all the details. Plus, we'll give you a more heads up about um, what we're doing tonight at Media Night. Oh, <laughs> that one has me nervous. And I'm excited for next segment, <laughs> nervous about tonight. And, of course, our Cowboys quickie comes your way in just a moment, too. Welcome back to Maggie and Perloff. We're live at Radio Row in Phoenix, Arizona. And, Perloff, I know I'll speak for the both of us when we say we are absolutely thrilled to welcome a brand-new sponsor to the show. Absolutely. This is so great. It's going to be so much fun. And that brand-new sponsor is, drumroll please, the wonderful folks at Casamigos Tequila. Oh, yeah. One of our absolute favorite brands, one of our favorite drinks, and uh, one of our favorite ways to relax. So every day we're going to bring you the Casamigos shot of the day. And the shot of the day is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos is brought to you by those who drink it. Now, today's shot of the day, and we're going to use the term shot of the day pretty liberally. <laughs> Doesn't always mean a shot, uh, like a basketball shot or, you know, something we see in sports. It, it could be take your shot. Take your shot. It could be a snapshot. Yep. It could be anything. And so today's comes to us from earlier in the show. We had Solomon Wilcox joining us, and Perloff took a innocent comment mm -hmm. in a very dirty direction. <laughs> oh no! Amazing. You're lucky we didn't make the shot of the day. You going in the Tom Brady underwear <laughs> and recreating <laughs> Tom Brady's now uh, iconic selfie from today. But yeah, 
I don't know where, where that came out. Solomon Wilcox <laughs> was giving very professional <laughs> advice about Patrick Mahomes' health. He's advising potential game uh, wagers on whether to bet on the Chiefs. How my mind immediately got there. It was amazing. He's like here. He's in, you know, in a suit. By the way, and <laughs> he I looks think totally professional. And Perloff goes to Rihanna, dirty mind on stiffened body parts. And <laughs> tell me, you're not going to think about that at halftime. I won't think about anything else. Oh yeah. gosh. So that is our inaugural shot oh. of the day. <laughs> Aren't you so proud, Perloff? I am so proud. Hopefully, we can get something a little cleaner tomorrow. But you never know what it's going to be on shot of the day. So uh, quickly, too, want to give a huge thank you to the people who make Casamigos such an incredible, incredible tequila. Uh, George Clooney, of course, yeah. Randy Gerber, Mike Meldman, and our very good friend, Leon Seidler. So this is going to be a fantastic uh, partnership. Yeah, we can't wait. Shot of the day. I think it's going to be fun, too. You can nominate shots of the day as well. <laughs> Definitely. And we know the Chad will have some interesting ideas, to say the least. <laughs> Not only that, as we get closer and closer to the Super Bowl, we'll give you some cocktail ideas and some really fun ways that you can celebrate with Casamigos. Okay, so we have a lot to do now in the final segment of yeah. the show. Uh, Stu, can we please have a Cowboys quickie if it's readily at hand? Cowboys cookie. <laughs> I threw that one at Stu. That's not his fault. Okay, your Cowboys quickie for today is, well, the Cowboys hired a new offensive coordinator over the weekend, Perloff. To nobody's surprise, it was Brian Schottenheimer, who's now going to be, well, not calling plays, but designing the offense, I guess. Yeah, I don't really Cowboys. know what that means. I'm not exactly sure what he's going to do, but yeah. we know it's definitely going to involve the run game. Yeah, I, I thought that Kellen Moore obviously had some great things in Dallas. He had these huge numbers, but you saw it in the San Francisco game. There's this thing with the Cowboys do. It's third and seven. All the receivers run to the first down marker and turn around. I just felt there was a lack of creativity. Yep. Now, here's the thing. Brian Schottenheimer's been around a lot, and we haven't seen him as a Sean McVay kind of innovator. He's very, he's been very conservative in different situations. Yeah, I mean, listen, the Cowboys have had statistically one of the best offenses in the NFL the last two years, and where has it gotten them? Jack's squat. I mean, it just hasn't been good enough when it matters, and when you finally face these great defenses like the San Francisco 49ers two years in a row, the offense just doesn't hold up. So maybe they do need a little bit. They obviously needed more of a uh, an influx of new ideas, new play calling, and maybe running the ball a little more. Brian Schottenheimer's conservative offense is not like a bad that. thing. I don't like that. They couldn't run last year. I mean, they, statistically, yeah, they could run. But when it came down to crunch time, as someone on Twitter pointed out, nobody can make a 15-yard hole into a four-yard run like Ezekiel Elliott. <laughs> well. I like what you said earlier in the show. There is also a matter of personnel. They need to make life easier. Eagles got A.J. Brown to help out Jalen Hurts. Now, CeeDee Lamb's a, a legit number one receiver yep. for Dak Prescott. You need a number two there. They need more weapons. I don't think Dak trusted anybody except CeeDee Lamb, which led very specifically to one of the interceptions in the NFC divisional round. So I, I think they get more around him. I'm going to say, you know what, I'm going to sit back and see what Schottenheimer does. I'm not going to judge him prematurely. I know there are a lot of people out there who have. Uh, that's your Cowboys quickie for today. Okay, we also have, it's time to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day, which is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question came to us from the YouTube chat. So this comes from, hold on, I want to 
want to give credit where it's due in the chat. Perlov Vamp for okay. me one second. YouTube chat. You can watch us on YouTube okay. live every day. Got it. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> this one comes from Bob Custer, who says, Perloff adores his eagles. Yes. Will he back up his love, opinions, and his words with at least a $550 wager? Now, wow. I have no idea how Bob picked out that number. Okay, so I have a Is that supposed to be symbolic of something? 550? I don't know. Super Bowl 57, so it's not 55. Mm -hmm. That would have worked out. We have a friend, Big Cat at Barstool, mm -hmm. our buddy. He has a he picked the Eagles 22 to 1 preseason. He stands to win $200,000. Oh my gosh. On Sunday. He's been bragging about this bet. Wait forever. a minute, but the Eagles were like one of the top teams. That was preseason. No. As soon as they made the A.J. Brown trade, I felt like they were up there. Okay. They were 22 to 1. No. Wow. They were coming off a 9 and 8 season. But everyone was picking good. them to win the division. Yes, but the division was terrible. For, for, <laughs> yeah, you know, in the past, it's been terrible. I'll, I'll double check that. Yeah, I think it was 22 to 1. Okay. I know he was telling me he has this idea to make a T-shirt out of it. Anyway, that's Big Cat of Barstool. If you were in his position, would you cash out? Say it's 80000 Profit? Yeah. Or would you ride on 200000 with a very small spread in this game? Okay, I would cash out. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't have to think about it. <laughs> no, I, I've already thought about this scenario because a friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours, actually had a scenario like this with the NCAA tournament. Oh, is yes. this friend from Sports Illustrated? Yes, this friend is from Sports Illustrated. This is when Kansas played... Memphis. Memphis, thank you. This, this, I've lost nights of sleep over this very situation. So have I, and a friend of ours. Uh, all they needed was Kansas, uh, was Memphis, right? Uh, Wait, are you sure yes. It was Memphis. Yes, yes, it was, it was Memphis. It was uh, Derrick Rose, and it was the Mario Chalmers. It game. was the Mario Chalmers game, and it was between him and one other person in the pool, and the pool was massive for the NCAA tournament, and it was either him or this other guy who was going to win a lot of money, six figures. And the night before the game, the other person called our friend and said, hey, why don't we just split this thing mm. down the middle? Mm. And our friend said, no, I'm going to let it ride. And Mario Chalmers hit the shot, mm. and our friend lost. 25K. Oh, I thought it was 100,000. Oh, it was 25. Oh, it was 25K. 25,000. It's a little while ago. I don't know what year that was, but that was huge. And believe me, the, five the, figures. the way Sports Illustrated paid – that was a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, seriously. It's <laughs> a lot of money no matter who's paying. Yeah, I, I, of course, would cash out. You would also cash out. Yes. Yeah. But, I mean, Big Cat's got a different stratosphere of money. So yeah. uh, I think he'll be fine. I get, you know, I'm an Eagles fan. The question was, do you bet on your own team? I don't think I have to because if they win, I'm getting $550 worth of joy. And Is that soft? And memories. <laughs> Does that mean that I am not backing my team if I'm not willing to put money on it? That's a really interesting question. Um. Well, I mean, and that's not an insignificant amount of money. Yeah, five fifty—that's not happening. Maybe fifty-five. <laughs> yeah, maybe fifty-five is a little bit more palatable. Fifteen. Yeah, five. I, I, I got hit a little bit by the Bengals. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, our don't bet against Joe Burrow kind of backfired. Well, what happened was Patrick Mahomes was hurt in the Jacksonville game, and the line came out. What was it? Originally, it opened KC minus two. Then flipped. Then no, no. But immediately on Sunday night, I put so much money on Cincinnati because I said it's gonna flip because Mahomes is hurt. Yeah. Then it flipped, and then guess what? It Mahomes practice it came all the way back, <laughs> and then they lost a coin toss, much like a Mario Chalmers game. Yeah, a lot of actually a lot of similarities there. <laughs> yeah, very similar. And by the way, uh, you earlier today 
we're talking uh, talking a little bit about Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. You did not mention to Solomon Wilcox that Cincinnati had beaten your Bills. You never bet on the Bills. No. And you do not want to affect the outcome. No, and I also didn't think that Solomon needed that small detail. <laughs> but, uh, his team kicked my team's butt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to leave that one on the cutting room floor. <laughs> um, as uh, With regards to my take that I don't think coaches or players should bring their kids up to the podium, uh, Keith's mom library in the chat says, new band name, Curmudgeon Maggie's Black Black Heart. Yes, I love it. <laughs> Sounds like death metal. It's kind of like Joan Jett's first band, I think. <laughs> right, right. It's Curmudgeon Maggie and her Black Black Heart. Uh, thank you so much to Mike Samter, to Stu Kovacs, who's holding it ba- uh, down back at HQ. Thank you to Solomon Wilcots, to Mike Pritchard, to Elliot Shore Parks, and to our brand-new partners, Casamigos Tequila. This is going to be a lot of fun. Thank you so much. We'll see you guys back here tomorrow. Oh, and to the Weedos, too, and the Purple Drankers. We'll see you back here tomorrow. We're out. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.